Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Overtime, a live series brought to you by Riglinks and War Room Media, where we talk about basically anything we want. And here are your hosts, Greg Williams and Ryan Ray. Ryan. What's up, man? It's Christmas Eve, man. Well, okay, so I was going to ask you, you're in an undisclosed location, mm-hmm. but is it still Christmas Eve or is it Christmas? I don't know what time it is where all, all of the worlds are, but theoretically no. it could be Christmas where you are, so you you know it's, it's hard to tell. No, I'm, I'm, just a, I'm just a shy ahead of it actually being Christmas Day, but um, no, it's not Christmas yet. still Christmas Eve. In fact, I am um, enjoying my celebratory uh, Jack and Coke at the moment. Well, yeah, no ice either. Straight no, gangster. no ice. I like that. <laughs> that is straight gangster. <laughs> ice is ice is a commodity in some places of the world, man. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, I, do it have is. A, I do have a story though about ice. Now that you bring it up, it was um, I was uh, working in Sierra 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 Leone many years ago, and um, the um, in Freetown, and the hotel we were working in at the time didn't have any sort of thing called ice. And so we bought a ice machine and was having bottled water brought in, put in the ice machine and making ice for the crews whenever they were coming in from the rig. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, some people take ice for granted. Oh yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's, um, it's a commodity, man. Serious commodity in some places. Well, for the elite like yourself, you know, you can afford that kind of stuff to have it brought in. So that's Bill Gates type stuff. Yeah. Bottle water is, is Bill Gates type stuff in Sierra Leone for sure. All right. Let's do uh let's let's get the rundown up here. But you know, I just want to say publicly I appreciate the fact that you send these notes over and tell me what you want to talk about. I have other co hosts that, that won't do that with me, so it's it's really a honor to work with such a professional like yourself. So thank I, you. I I <laughs> I do understand that um how it is to not work with professionals, but Obviously, I can't speak about the person that you're that you're talking about because um, I don't know him that well yet. But he he will get to know me, and I'll probably I'll probably say a few things about that later on once we get to know each other. <laughs> well, so maybe we'll uh, get started video. here with a, with a right, kickoff gonna... video. Yeah, I got a, I got a little video I want to throw oh, out there. Some, oh, uh, yeah. This was not in the rundown that I saw. <laughs> Which one? The kickoff video was it in the rundown? I saw it. I don't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. Yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm a little nervous. And hello to everyone from Algeria and Argentina and Oman. So absolutely, cool. absolutely. Um, so we'll go through the oil prices. We'll talk about a little bit about Diamondback and their little acquisition. Um, that Moby Dick arbitration. Uh, National Oil Well Varco is dropping the oil. Um, there's a hippo for Christmas, right? We'll also. Uh, Talk about that Dana White video, man. That's uh, it was a, uh, it was a killer video. Um, man, made my heart sports, warm. It's, it, it, me too, me too. In fact, 
this kickoff video is going to be in Dana White style. And uh, so, yeah, um, Dallas didn't make anything into the Pro Bowl this year. Man, It's amazing. Um, well, it's not amazing for people that, that know Dallas. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so uh, Jerry Rice uh, slings some fire back at uh, Randy and T.O. Uh, in the Mandalorian finale. Um, I saw some stuff about that a couple of days ago you were chatting about. So I'm going to. I'll save my comments for that point, and we will do a surprise slideshow at the end. There we go. It's going to be. It, it will be in the Mandalorian style, but we'll save it for the end. All right, I'm ready. All right, let's do this video. Here we go. 2020 was turning out to be a more optimistic year for the oil and gas industry, but soon that changed. And now the year has been defined by global pandemic. Bankruptcies, layoffs, mergers, acquisitions, airports shutting down, all international travel coming to a screeching halt. People stranded all over the world. The duration of time for an international worker increased from one month to nine months in some places, all along without a way to get home. The list just goes on and on. The impact of the pandemic has been massive blow to the industry. While people were confined to their homes during the lockdown across the world, the media was able to up their game on anti-oil and gas rhetoric. Wrigglings was here, pushing out content, publishing articles, and showing the world that the need for oil and gas will never go away. But it will reshape the future, the future that we can all be proud of and have been proud of for many years. Wrigglings' intention is to never stop fighting for the hardworking men and women of the industry. The media paint us to be evil, Although every single day they enjoy the products that are created from the hard work you consistently deliver. Wrigglings took media to an entire new level this year. Our personal social media accounts have been banned in some places because of how hard we push positive media for the industry. Who are these people that ban your accounts and are anti-oil and gas? They're driving cars next to you each day on the freeways and in major highways and major cities. They're sitting next to you on trains and planes that travel all over the world, both fueled by the industry you're supporting. They're sitting next to you in restaurants and walking beside you in shopping malls, all cooled and heated by the very work that you do each day. Who are these people and what have they done for you or your family? Instead of understanding and working together, they would rather attack all this time while enjoying the products that the industry provides. For a very long time, supporters of the industry wore suits and ties and stood in groups in Washington and in other parts of the world, supporting what we do under the cloud of large corporations. Corporations that are in business to make money, but isn't every business in business to make money? When these companies go out of business, this not only hurts the industry, but it also hurts thousands of people that are now forced to find work somewhere else with a very different skill set. Some can do this, but most can't. It's not a simple exchange of workforce from one place to the next. It was time for a change. So companies like Bridlinks, Full Country Media, War Room Media, and many others are out here to show the world that the media anti-oil and gas rhetoric is wrong. Each of us have a part to play in this. We need to work together for the future. Will you let 161 years of development, science, engineering, architecture, training, research, and technology all be taken away by the same okay, people enjoy what you do every day. The people of the industry are no longer standing in the shadows. 
letting the media determine the course of their future. Wrigling's is not afraid of the media. We embrace the opportunity to share what the industry does and will continue to do for the entire world. That is exactly what we did this year. That was in Dana White style. All right. I- I'm muted there. Good job, man. That's a great video. Yeah, I think um, I think it puts um, a lot of things in perspective whenever you you do your full in review and you know to December of the year and you look back and you say, oh man, look what we did this year, you know. Right, right, right. No, that's awesome. That's well, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. All right. Topic that you always uh jump on me about opening up with here. We will just jump right in there with the oil prices, man. <laughs> but I but I but I will say that some of the uh some of the stuff you were um on about finally uh finally broke through there. So it took a mutated virus to do it, though, man. <laughs> What's the saying? The uh, broken clock or something like that? Twice a day. Know, did, you, did you notice I had on uh, my good shirt? You got your good shirt on. No. Good shirt. And, and I shaved. And he shaved? I, well, I got a haircut yesterday. So. It's Christmas. Yeah, I, got yeah, a I, had to, I had to shave for Christmas. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, you look nice. Look at Spiff. You don't have your North Face on, though. Where's that at? Uh, um... I don't have any North Face with me, man. Yeah, where's your North I think, Face? I, I think I, I think I said before that uh, they don't make anything big enough to fit me. But uh, <laughs> so our is that Brent that we're looking at there? Yeah, let me swap over there. Yeah, no, that's that's a uh, WTI. Yeah. So forty-seven eighty-four, Ryan. What are you thinking? I mean, same thing I thought last week. It's too high. <laughs> it's like you got the rents too damn high. You got the oil price too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those deals. It's like, ah, you know, so we, in all seriousness, here, here, I would say this. I, and I talked about this on Energy Week, some with Ellen Wall this week. Um, let's just put the price of oil on the side for right now. Okay. Let okay. me just tell you this story. We just passed $600 direct payment stimulus check for Americans. Okay. And they're talking about passing another one. But for now, this was back on Monday. Hey, 600 bucks for every American. Yay. Biden administration has come out and said that we want to do another round of stimulus in Q1, his first 100 days. How on earth are we talking about a healthy economy when you have to have two stimulus packages within four to five months? Okay. And so the, the, the relative price of oil or any stocks are have to be overinflated because if the government is saying that we need to print more money and give it to people so that they can live, then everything's overinflated. I say everything. that's right. Everything. So I agree. I agree. Hundred percent. Now that doesn't mean that they might be able to keep the stock market or the price up um, because they do this. It just means that it's not really where it should be, and you know we're setting ourselves up for for a problem. You know later on down the road. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts. I don't know, man. Yeah, got, I, uh, real, real quick, we got folks in from all the world today. We got Nigeria, India, Syria, Congo. Uh, so anyway, sorry. I, just, I don't know if you saw no, that. No, no. Happy Christmas Eve to everybody that's uh, yeah. that's out there from Nigeria and worldwide. There, Congo, and yeah, I see that. Um, Gildas in there. He's. Um, I'm sure. Are you? Um, I'm sure he's back in uh, France. But no, I, I apologize. There, we uh, we're not going to cover the um, chapter eleven for Pacific, but I understand they will be uh, coming clean there at the end of the year. They're voluntary chapter eleven, by the way. 
So, um, yeah, they went into restructuring there before they uh, got the bottom snatched out from underneath them. So they'll probably come out on the end. I mean, their their fleet is – their whole fleet is less than 10 years old. So, you know, they get rid of their debt and come out there. They'll be able to play in that, um, you know, 100 to 150, 200 range and get them some jobs for those ships. So that's good. That's my comments on Pacific. But anyway, um, yeah. But the Brent uh, – Brent's holding in there, man. Still a little over fifty. Yeah, no, I mean the price is up. You know, so we'll we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but you know, it, 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 there is a possibility, Greg, with the lack of production that's going on, that it, you could see it stay artificially, from my perspective, a little bit high, and then um, eventually the the supply demand rebalances, and so can they kind of kick the thing down the road that far? I don't know, but um, I, I is it dynamic up. enough to to change it? On a daily basis, I mean, not with the. Uh, you know, again, my my concern is really, it's always about people. Okay, it's always about people, and so, um, and so, people like me and you, just average folks, we have very little control or say in the world, and so you're small average. I'm, not average. I'm below average. You're right. Thank you. Um, you're above average, right? And so, um, but you you sit there and you go, okay, well. You know, if you're a small business right now and you're planning, you know, oil and gas, oil field service work for 2021, you look at the price, you go, man, good price. The stock's up. I'm going to go invest in a bunch of money in, um, in you know, salespeople, technology, whatever. And then in three months, the price crashes. That's that's my concern. And so I, it's not it's not about being uh, a negative nan or a bear just to be a bear. It's that people that listen to us, Greg, are people who are just average folk and, uh, I'm always concerned to miss to, to overhype things because I know the pain of when it goes bad for the average person, right? Uh, Absolutely, and so that, that's my concern. If I thought if I thought the same was about to take off, I'd be saying it's about to take off. I just don't think I don't think that's the case. And so maybe by the end of next year it will, but um, you know, be conservative, be out there working hard. <laughs> if you're on a rig, be out there working hard. No, think? that's it. You know, you need to be working hard. You need to be uh, you need to be putting money away too. Exactly. Also, right. also, real quick, um, I'm drinking this Let's coffee here. Uh, in the future, I might just adopt whatever time zone you're on and drink accordingly to your time zone. Bro, that's 10 o'clock in the morning there. That's that's hardcore <laughs> there. That's back to college days there for you, isn't it? I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm sitting here. I was drinking coffee. You're drinking Jack and Coke. And I'm like, well, wait, wait, wait. This is <laughs> – I just need to be on his time zone. Just I'm actually can't. thinking about doing – Doing Jack at every show. I'm, I'm going to see how this one goes before the end. Okay, well, let me know. All right, let's uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit of market stuff there. So this um, we covered it a little bit there, but it says uh, Diamondback acquisition of QEP and um, get on operating there for 3.2 billion, man. And we're giving our own self props here. This is uh, this is Riglink's website, so. Yeah, you can get all your news and stuff there too. So, so Ryan, that was um, so <clears throat> just the price there. Um, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that that companies even still have that much uh, liquidity laying around to to be able to snatch it up at this time of the year. So, I guess maybe they had some cash laying around or what? Well, I think this was just a paper buy, right? Did they, did they, did they actually exchange funds on this one? Um, let's see here, three point two billion, including debt. Continuing a consolidation spurred by coronavirus, um, 
It's a realization among small producers how difficult it is to deliver on returns. Diamondback will buy QEP resources in a stock and debt that swaps. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 0.05 of Diamondback share for QEP share. So they basically just uh, absorb it. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no real cash changing change hands. And that's what you got to be careful about these deals is because you can see those numbers like, oh, my gosh, wait, Diamondback's loaded yeah. up. And then you get in there, it's like, no, they're really no, – No, you're right. No, really really not a lot happening here. You know, Still, it takes, uh, it takes two more off the market. So, it does take two more off the market, and I, I think you're. I think that's the important thing that you're pointing to is um, yeah. if you look at, you know, the the map. There's only so much land in the Permian. There's only so many good spots, um, and those spots have been. Some of them have been drilled. Some of them haven't. So, you know, companies that are going that are going to consolidate, they have to get land that improves their position in the Permian. And so, I don't know enough about QEP's position to see if it improves Diamondback. But it better, you know, it better. So it looks like the two purchases will add 276,000 acres in West Texas and increase um, Diamondback's output by up to 95K a day there. So, wow, that sounds kind of underwhelming. <clears throat> 95K a day? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it would be more, but maybe but that's why. Wow, okay. I don't know why. I mean, I think, the, I think the thing is they don't have a pipeline to put it in either. But anyway. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> Next, moving on. So overseas, we'll just talk a little bit about the uh, Karen Energy win, the uh, 1.2 billion arbitration. And the reason I'm calling that kind of a Moby Dick thing is because I'd have to be quite honest. I mean, that's um, that's the largest amount I believe I've heard in an arbitration win here in years. So, I mean, that stems back from a 2011 uh, kind of a bad tax deal, but um. Now, of course, Karen is probably not doing ever going to do business in India again. But um, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think there? Yeah, I was curious because if you look at what's going on globally, China is making a lot of enemies right now. They are not doing themselves any favors. Uh, Australia, India, Japan, South Korea. Uh, this the Russians and the Chinese had a joint um, military exercise with, with planes yesterday. Uh, so you know they're, they're not. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Actually looking to win friends and influence people. So when you look at supply chain issues, logistic issues, and uh, cheap labor issues, you think that India might be a country that people look to China and say, okay, listen, we can't deal with the Chinese. We're going to India. So maybe, so maybe you find it more optimistic. So I wonder how this story plays into that narrative because um, it's a win for the contractor or the, the company, not, not, not the government. Um, but will it make the government rethink some of their strategy? Were they overly aggressive? I don't know enough about 
on the ground there, how it works out. But um, I, I, I find it interesting, the timing and just how it will play out, because I do think you will see companies look to go to India uh, and next year. And maybe this is a good thing. You feel like you get a, a good shake on the deal if you get in a dispute with them, whereas in China, you might not get that. Well, I think it, I mean, obviously it's, it hasn't been 100% awarded yet. I mean, they won it. Right. But the, um, but I guess my takeaway here is that, yes, um, uh, there will be new business, but it's the, it's how this kind of um, reflects on new business going forward. Mm-hmm. So it's not, uh, you know, we're talking about something from 2011. So, you know, the guys that were in charge of that deal has probably been gone for a long time now. So, I mean, the, um, they probably swapped them out just directly after, but, <laughs> the, uh, but, um, but what I'm saying is that, you know, the, any new investment, you know, coming into any country, whenever you're seeing things like this and, Obviously, this is not the first one here uh, or, you know, locally to India, but, you know, there has been a, a few others. But um, uh, the main idea is, you know, um, to have uh, a really good relationship, you know, once you get started. I mean, that's 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 something that is paramount is that relationship that you keep intact. So mm-hmm. somewhere along somewhere along the line, there was somebody. That, uh, that probably had a bad piece of information or somebody wasn't happy that, you know, that they didn't get included in one of the conversations or something like that. And they just, you know, took the big stick out and then they ended up now obviously paying $1.2 billion. But the, uh, <clears throat> the comment down here was, you know, um, a government official, um, you know, said that Karen's case is too, is so big we don't think we can give we we can give that away without challenging it. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. adding to the final decision, obviously, you say we'll have to challenge both cases as we'll otherwise give wrong signals to investors, and that's what I'm trying to point out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. And well, he declined to be he declined to be named due to not being authorized to speak publicly. So ah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who there that. Two billion, and they lose. They're like, ah, you know what? We tried. We did our best. Let's just stroke a check for one point two. Let bygones be bygones. I think, yeah, you're going to fight that tooth and nail. Yeah, that's a that's a rough one, brother. That's a rough day at the office. Very much so. It's definitely a rough day. Rough day at the office. <laughs> this next one. This next one is kind of close to my heart, and I'm probably again, like I said last week, with um, stuff about the Vatican. I'm probably going to piss some people off here with this, but. It's okay. That's no, a, no. That's, a, that's what we're here for. So, Ryan, another um, another company out there that sees the word oil as possibly a deterrence from green investment. So, now, National Oil Well Varco announced via press release that they uh, would be changing their name to NOV Inc. So, uh, Clay Williams, CEO, had this to say, the corporate name change reflects companies' broadening mission within energy to continue to drive economic efficiency and safety, as we have done for decades within traditional oil and gas. So, real quick. Number one, what in the hell does your name change have to do with safety, Clay? I'm just, I'm going to ask you that. You can answer me back in comments. You can leave it on LinkedIn. I'm just curious what your name change has to do with safety. So give me that respect and just reply back. Okay. (laughs) Number two, 
the name change reflects the company's broadening mission. Okay, I do get it. Um, but you mean I want to? I'm going to make a sentence change here. So hold up just a second. I'm going to substitute some words, maybe one or two, for your sentence. So actually, the name change reflects the stockholders' devalued shares. So you're looking for business elsewhere. So I think that's what you're. I think that's what you're trying to get to there. But what's your thoughts, Ron? I'm torn on this one. I'm torn on this one. So, um, if you are a company, and I don't know enough about MOV's business to, to say, but if you're an oil field service company right now, it's not the stupidest thing in the world to say we got to get into other industries so that we stay, we can stay alive, right? So we got to diversify. I, I'm sympathetic to that argument, and if that's really all there is to it calling yourself oil field or oil well in this case um, or oil anything and you're trying to put up solar panels or hydro or geothermal. I'm, I'm sympathetic to that. So on some level I'm that, I, but I'm suspicious that it's more to it than, than that, than, than what meets the eye. So sure. you know, if, if you, if you had Bob's oil field service out here in Granbury, Texas, and one day it was Bob's energy services, I was like, why'd you change your name? He's like, dude, I can't make a buck in the oil field. I'm trying to go put up, you know, other stuff. It's like, Oh, okay. I get that. So I, I, I could, so there is cases where I can see this. You're like, okay, you're just trying to survive. I get it. Here, I'm suspicious that there's probably a lot more um, posturing than there is really firm held belief. Ryan, would you have said, just going to ask you, I'm just, the company's broadening mission with an energy to continue to drive economic efficiency and safety. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. I, I, I mean, economic, so, economic efficiency, I get kind of, but I don't know what that does with your name and then safety. I, yeah, I'm not that that that's a poorly worded sentence. Well, it makes it a it makes the sticker shorter. <laughs> so no, I do agree with you. This is probably this is posturing. It seems it's not really anything to do with. Um, but look, I get it. I mean, but. I remember these guys, you know, back whenever I was breaking out, whenever they just, you know, National Oil. Then I remember, of course, the equipment manufacturer, National, and then the uh, parts and service supplier or the equipment supplier, not equipment, but um, surplus supplier, Oil Well. Mm-hmm. So before they before they merged together. But you had your, you know, your salesman and your typical old uh, clean, and I mean clean, shiny like a, a brand new nickel, F-150 right. back in the day that had everything in the back of the truck from, you know, you know, diddly do to who do you knew and wrote soap and dope. So, I mean, you know, this guy had, it, this guy had every single thing. So, I mean, and sometimes he would, you know, cook for the crew. He would show up, you know, he'd throw the barbecue out there for the guys. And I mean, but this was, this was the, the, the national oil well that I remember. Now, Varco, yeah. <clears throat> Varco was a huge, offshore and uh, equipment manufacturer, as well as, you know, they were doing early innovation with uh, mechanized equipment and things like this. So Varco brought a whole nother kind of realm to, to the world whenever they started up. But whenever they merged, I mean, you know, we used to call them no other vendor because there was absolutely no other vendor at that time. You know, when maritime hydraulics went out of business, there was no other vendor offshore that could do the work that, you know, Varco or NOV was doing, right? But, I mean, they're not the first company to do it, man. I mean, Statoil did it too. Right. So, right. I mean, you know, so, well, I mean. But, DOG. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I, mean, but, I mean, honestly, I honestly, I'd like, honestly, I'd like to say, you know, I, I wish them good luck on whatever their endeavors are. I mean, but I hope com- smaller companies like Henderson, you know, and other places out there that are doing e- rig equipment, they mm-hmm. can jump in there and grab up some of those smaller contracts. You know, well, yeah, yes, that's a, that's think- a free plug for Henderson. If anyone's listening for Henderson, tell Dan to come in and give us a sponsor. We we would uh, be all over that. So, real, real quick, I think I think you're on something, Greg. Is that so? Let's just say big company, small company, um, big company NOV. You know they they don't have a hard time marketing in the oil field world. Everyone knows who they are. Uh, they, you know, yeah, to, definitely to the green folks. Whatever, that's fine. If you are a small oil field service company and you're doing okay. I would double and triple down on the oil and gas name, right? So if you're not struggling, if you're if you if you don't need to diversify, or you don't want to diversify, I would double triple down on oil and gas name because you're going to be people in the industry who goes, these are my people. These are the people who are proud to be oil, oil and gas. Oil and gas is a very proud industry. Very a lot of pride taken in by the by the workers, especially on the ground. Um, so if you don't need to diversify into other sectors. Double down on the old name, on the old and gas name, um, and you will probably have some marketing and uh, just sentimental, uh, sentimental um, competitive advantages over companies who want to you know move into other markets. And just ride that coattail. Yep. I mean, like I said, I hope like small companies like Henderson and some of these other guys get in there and get it. But I mean, again, but you know, be like uh, North Face wouldn't wouldn't buy anything else from you guys. But you know, see here, it's like the same issue. But um, you know. It's easy that you know they're they can leverage the market because of what they do because they're so big and you know there's you know hundreds of you know offshore rigs that have NOV equipment or Varco or National Oil Well equipment so mm-hmm. they are the ones that that provide that equipment and that service you know so okay. yeah yeah that's it you know so I mean it's um I mean to be quite honest it's a piece of history that's that's changing and there and we are we do get sentimental in this industry. It's very easy, and so to 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 see the actual national oil well Varco name gone is a big thing, you know. Right. So, all right, moving on. We have to move out of the oil field business. We're getting a bit sentimental. <laughs> it's Christmas, man. Okay, so we're gonna we're just gonna share a little bit of uh, local stuff there. So. Ryan, um, you know, obviously Houston, you know, whether it's whatever, um, whether it's the zoo, whether it's the children's museum, whether it, basically whatever institute or public um, um, venue that's set up in Houston has got a ton of oil and gas supporters. So before I even bring this one topic up in, on this show, I want everybody to know that you know, anything in Houston is basically <laughs> built by oil and gas. So whenever I do bring it up, it is still something related to the show. But there's a hippo for Christmas in the Houston Zoo. A hippo. It's a pig. Now, it's a pygmy hippo. No. So it's a 450-pound pygmy hippo. Now you, shiny know, that thing is. you know the song about this, right? I do not know the song about that. You've never heard I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas? Are you going to sing it? Uh, Heavens no. We will lose every viewer we have, and they will never return. But there is a song. I kid you not. Drop a link in the comments to the song, man. Yeah, I will. 
Oh, oh well, you, you can't find <laughs> it. I had it on my playlist. What are you talking about? Uh, so, yeah. So, you don't that is. is man, dude. What, what planet do you live on? I mean, I, I'm the closest I ever got. I think I just dated a hippo in high school. But uh, I mean, it was. I mean, no, I've never, I've never, I've never heard a hippo over Christmas, my man. Nope. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Yeah, it's in the link. It's in the comments right there, so folks can go check it out. I want a hippopotamus. For oh man, I, I didn't. I, I, when you sent that over, I thought that's what you want to talk about. Like, hey, we got the song. Now there's a hippo. I, I thought you were going to tie it all together, but you've never heard the song. I've never heard the song, but the link is up for. The Houston Zoo's new pygmy hippopotamus. That's a two-year-old hippo. Was moved from Omaha, Nebraska. A hippo in Nebraska. I bet he was freezing his ass off. So <laughs> moved him to Houston. <laughs> moved him to Houston in September. But his name is Silas. So he's been spending the last few months getting familiar with his new home there. Wow. Well, but I, um, I did watch the video. I can't play it here because I'll get copyright infringement. But anyway, check out the video on um, Houston's uh, Houston Zoo's live uh, section in their Facebook page. So, yeah, I, r- real quick, have you ever watched those uh, those videos of the eagles nest, the bald eagles? <clears throat> I think maybe whenever I was a child, I probably saw that. I, I, you know, you were turning into Ben Samuels two point I swear. You've never watched, okay, folks in the comments. I can't take, I can't take it. Can't take it. I feel like I'm in a freaking uh, fourth dimension over here by myself. I talk to you some days. You hadn't seen Glow Wars. You don't know about the Hippopotamus for Christmas song, and now you've never watched the Bald Eagles Nest. Never. I'm from Louisiana. We didn't even have TV till I was like fourteen. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> it's corrupted you. It's corrupted you. Never mind then. Continue on. I had a story, but I'm not. I'm not going to take this abuse anymore. Keep going. It's share, share, share your bald eagle story, Ryan. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. I, I was just going to comment because I thought you were a normal human that I enjoy from time to time turning on and watching the uh, the bald eagles, you know, in their nest. And so, I, but but obviously, you know. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'll just again. I will go find it. There's a bunch of them, and you can just watch them. They'll like, have like little babies. I hadn't watched it in probably I don't know. I hadn't watched it this year. <laughs> oh shit! There's, no there's been no bald eagles to watch this year. God, I hate you so bad. You're, you and Ben Samuels. What, what, what have I mm. done to myself? What, where did oh, I, that's great. Where did I go wrong? You've never seen the bald eagle camera live, like seriously? No, man. Like here's maybe one whenever here. it was um in the ocean, I never seen I never seen this. Maybe one. it was back in the day. Maybe when it was uh, still Mutual of Omaha's show before everything went over to Disney, but um yeah, or Discovery Channel. I mean, when it was still uh, what's his name? Uh, who used to do Mutual of Omaha? You you probably don't know this one because you're gonna have to I go. Know, I, have no I don't know anything about Baldick. Huh? No idea. No, I, I have to look that up. We'll just do a whole show on Sears okay. next time. Let's see I'm how gonna, this is gonna. I'm go. gonna okay, I'm gonna put this in here. And I know the nest is empty. I do not want you in the nest <laughs> empty, okay? Okay, I get it. So oh, people- you're talking about a live video. Yes. Yes. You yeah. sat and watched a whole live video of an empty nest? of. Well, not for like hours on end. You know, you'll go. So, to- you, 
What did you do while there was nothing going on with the nest? I mean, nothing. You, you oh god. <laughs> I need a jack and coat. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> this is perfect because it's setting us up uh, directly for Dana White coming up next. So, oh gracious, no. I mean, okay. So I put the links in there, and. Uh, there's some out in California that, and anyways, uh, I watched those. Um, and you know, what you do is you get on there and you, you know, you see what's going on. If, if the Eagles are there, you watch it. And if not, you go on about your business. And so, um, yeah, this is the one in big bear. I think I've seen four anyways. And sometimes it's pretty cool. Cause you can, it's a lot of feet. So you can kind of scroll through and you can see the, you know, the, the mama Eagle or daddy Eagle bringing in the fish for the baby Eagle and stuff like that. So it's just cool, but you know what? I'm a loser. So never mind. I'm done. It's that, it sounds that big already. I, God. Did Ben get to you? I feel like Ben got to you. I mean, is it only like one nest or is there like a duplex nest? <laughs> do they, <laughs> when the, the, it gets a little bit older, do they come back and have like join nests or? Okay. Next. Next. I'm done. I'm, I'm done taking this abuse. I'm done with the abuse for now. I. Oh gosh. What did I do? That's great. Oh gracious. No, it's not. Great. Great. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. It's, it's awesome. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so... These nests are all empty. <laughs> I put a couple of live streams and all of them all of them are empty nests. There's no no eagles there. Like I'm scrolling back to the feed. They've moved on or something. I don't know. Dana yeah. White. Dana White, gangster. Look at here, man. Dana White is so gangster, he replied back to his own comment. Dana White. You know what? I'm actually going to do copyright thing here, and I'm going to play this thing. Do it. 2020 was supposed to be a banner year, a year now defined by a global pandemic. The NBA is suspending the season. MLB spring training, NHL regular season, March Madness canceled. It will forever be known as the day sports shut down. While sports across the globe go dark, Dana White says the show will go on for UFC. Why Dana White comfortable continuing? Dana White is somebody with a flawed intelligence. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. 
more doubts this should even be attempted. There's still a medical danger here. Really negligent decision making to make a box. There was an article in the New York Times today that was very critical. I don't give a fuck. It seems dangerous. It seems foolish. They're going to be a sporting event. Safe. No way to 100% guarantee the safety of everybody. We don't dictate the timeline. The virus is the one in charge here. This isn't something that should be happening. So many risks involved in this. There's no way they come out of this completely unscathed. This whole damn idea is reckless. Dana White's legacy. Pay me. Even if I put you in serious and potentially fatal harm. Lining your pockets with money is yeah. more important than the safety of the production staff and the people you have fighting for you. You can't make it totally safe, and it's all fun and games until someone gets this thing. You're not listening. It is purely green. This is totally negative for mixed martial arts in the UFC. Now I'm not sure it's one that they'll get over for a while. It is way off. You're way wrong. The virus forced businesses across the country to close their doors. The global fear of COVID-19 as cases around the world continue to grow. I'm not afraid of the media. Why should anyone listen to the media? Who are these people? What makes them experts? What have they ever accomplished? They criticize me for even trying to find a way forward because it's easy to criticize from the sidelines when you risk nothing and do nothing. But we need to fight this thing. Instead of panicking, let's find solutions. Is it feasible that UFC could go off in a month? I don't see how. Three fight cards have been announced in Jacksonville. On our way to Jacksonville, baby. If the UFC or any of these organizations want to go to Florida, that's a recipe for disaster. I've also secured an island. We're going to do all of our international flights on this island. The UFC is apparently building a facility on a private island that they're calling Fight Island. It's such a stupid idea. I don't really have any trust in them making it something that's marketable or cool. We're going to do everything above and beyond to make sure that everybody is safe. He's saying his fighters will be taken care of. However, White does not care if there are sacrificial lambs for the betterment of business. The media said I was risking people's health to line my own business. I didn't do this so I could make more money. I have plenty of money. I did this so my fighters could make money and my employees could continue to make a living and feed their families. You can see that no expense is spared as far as making sure that we're safe. Will you be willing to pay pay-per-view money for something that shouldn't even happen? Our events were successful in every way, shape, and form that an event can be successful. I'm proud of my crew. We pulled this thing off. That's what we've always done, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Even if you believe they're taking all the precautions, it's still a very high-risk scenario. There's just no way to completely eliminate the risk that someone could get sick. The media are not in the news business. They're in the clickbait business. They think negativity sells and gets clicks. So that's what they deliver. Negativity is their product. But I'm not going to let that stop them. Anytime there's great success, it's surrounded by negativity. But here's the reality. None of the media people know anything about this business. A lot of people did not want this to happen. But what we're really good at is proving people wrong.
That is what we do at the UFC. <clears throat> I think Dana White used to be a used to be a tool pusher, man. <laughs> he talks like some he talks yeah, like some old some school tool pushers, man. The first time I watched that, it gave me uh, chills, huh? You know, I saw the media that was portrayed in the video whining about being taken out of context and all this stuff. And I thought, you know what? I don't care if he did or not. It serves you right. I remember the fear and hysteria that you guys put into the world and you, the MMA media and all of the folks that were pushing this narrative of shut everything down, you know, and listen, I know some people um, have changed their mind and said, well, you know, maybe overreact or something, but a lot of these guys haven't, they're still out there pounding, you know, you can't do nothing. You can't do this. Anytime someone pops positive for COVID, it's the end of the world. Of course, they all survive, and they never say about, oh, well, obviously, you know, they survive, so it can't be that big of a deal. They never say that. So I have zero sympathy for most of these people in the video, um, and I- I'm glad he did it because, A, there was a time where there was nothing going on in the world but the UFC. I'm a big UFC That's fan. Right. UFC. That's right. So, uh, so first off, I'm very thankful that he did it just from that standpoint. Second off, if he wouldn't have done it, if he would have sat at home for months and months and in, which the MMA media would have wanted him to do, they yeah. would have encouraged him to do. All these fighters would have lost their jobs. Now, and they still had to cut some, uh, but all these fighters would have lost their jobs, you know, and probably had to have layoffs. And they'd be saying, Oh my gosh, you know, they're not treating the fighters fair, this, that, and the other. These people are Yeah, it would have went the other direction, yeah. Right. These people not are just that. I mean this- the production staff and all these different countries that they fight in and, you know, all the different facilities they work at. And I mean, it's not just the fighters. It's like a, it's, it's just like this industry that we're yeah. in. So, I mean, it, it goes all the way down to your mom and pop gas stations there to the, you know, selling fish bait out the back door. So. Right. Well, and, you know, and real quick, you know, um, we've lost due to the pandemic. We've lost this mindset that if you need to feed your family, go feed your family. You know, and that's a scary thing to lose. And Dana White, to his credit, went and did it. And, you know, a lot of the criticisms were, like, there's a show in Brazil, and they were going to do a show in London, and they tried to do one on an Indian reservation, and they, they weren't testing. And that was the big thing. you got to be testing. Of course, the tests were hard to get and all this stuff. It wasn't like today was being the test. But, you know, who the none of these MMA media folks were sitting out there saying, you know what? I tell you what, our organization is going to write Dana White a check for all the money they put into marketing these fights they're about to lose, all the money that the, that the fighters who put in the training camps are about to lose, all the money that's gone into all of this stuff. None of those people were saying, hey, listen, whoa, 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 it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And these guys have got a lot of money on the line here. Um, you know, businesses, I know they don't know how businesses work because they're stupid people, but businesses just do not have Scrooge McDuck cash sitting around. Going, you know what? We'll just blow it. We're just going to blow it. We're going to blow it. We're going to blow it. We're going to blow it. No, they have a they have a method. We do this. We expect this kind of return. And if we do that, right. we'll be successful. And if we and, and and sometimes we do that and we're not successful, but that's okay because generally speaking, we're going to be successful. And so, you know, at some point, if the UFC can't put on events, they will run out of money. That's just a matter of fact of of life. They don't have infinite dollars. Um, <clears throat> so I'm glad they did it. I'm glad Dana White stuck it to them. I don't care if some of those articles got a contact or not. Those people had no context when they were crushing the UFC. They had no care for anything other than writing clickbait articles, and I have zero time. Or- <clears throat> exactly right. I agree 100%. I mean, just again, before we move on, I'm going to say it exactly like he said it. He says, I'm not afraid of the media 
Why should anyone be afraid of the media? Who are these people? What makes them experts? What have they ever accomplished? They criticized him for even trying to find a way forward. So, because it's easy to criticize from the sidelines when you risk nothing and do nothing. That's exactly right. So, so folks, if, uh, if you're a UFC fan, um, you most likely have seen it already, but if you didn't get to see it in this replay here, then definitely go check it out. It's a, uh, it's worth watching. It's a good um it's a good end for UFC this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. A little bit of football there, Ryan. You ready? I'm ready. Dude. <laughs> <clears throat> now Oh, this makes my heart glad. I mean, the roster was um was released this past Monday, right? So um mm-hmm. and did you know that there was not one single Dallas player on it? I did not so, until you brought this up, and not one single player. And you know how many years it's been since they've um, not had one on the Pro Bowl. Thirty-one years, right in front of me. So, <laughs> so to be fair to the Cowboys, which who I hate, despise with all my life, um, if Dak Prescott doesn't get hurt, he probably makes the Pro Bowl because he was having a very, very good year to start off. But that is sad that you only got one guy for the Cowboys, the Cowboy America's team, and you can't get one guy on the Pro Bowl. Are you a Cowboys fan, Greg? No, sir. Okay. Okay. So I love this story. This is this is the kind of stories we need more often. Uplifting <laughs> stories like this. Yeah. This. So I, I did get a kick out of it for sure. Because I know how many people out there are Cowboys fans. So this oh, is I'm a Saints fan. So I, you know, I, I've I grew up when the Saints were in the good. Well, the, the Dome Patrol was right. But I, the earliest memories I can remember a little bit of kind of that talk. But you know, most of my childhood was Cowboys winning Super Bowls, especially early grades. Saints were terrible, um, and so yeah, most of my friends are Cowboys fans all the time. Uh, yeah, so I uh, that was forever. No love for the Cowboys. We we grew up the same way, and it was Troy Eggman in your face, twenty four seven. There was no, there was nothing else on the media where we were from except Troy Eggman. It was just, um, yeah, yeah, it was bad. This one actually, the next one here is making me smile though too. So, um, Wednesday of last week, Randy was on uh, Randy Moss was on Terrell Owens' podcast called "Get Your Popcorn Ready," and I didn't even know To had a podcast until I didn't either the other day. Mm-hmm. So, so Randy um, was there claiming that um, he was the best wide receiver ever. So, just so the audience knows, all the years that To and uh, Randy played, neither one of them had a Super Bowl championship. So, mm-hmm. before <laughs> before we before we keep going with the conversation, I uh, so they don't have the ring sitting on their nightstand. You know, Jerry a few of those. So, poor. <laughs> Jerry had some comments on his own, uh, of his own, to pass over to uh, Mr. Randy Moss here. So, did you see this one? No, I didn't. I, I was wanting to see. I've been waiting to. I saw you. I saw it in the show or the rundown, but I didn't go look up the story. I had an idea what yeah. he said. So this past Monday, Jerry made a uh, appearance on ninety five seven The Game and fired back at a. Uh, Moss has claimed that both he and Owens were better than Rice. He said, well, this is what I tried to say to the fans and to everyone. 
Um, it was not about me being the greatest of all time. I don't care if I am the one, the second, or the third receiver. It was all about me winning Super Bowls for the city of San Francisco, my teammates, and my family. I was able to win three Super Bowls. I was MVP, and I pretty much hold every record now, and he continues to say it's you know, political or whatever. If Randy wants to be number one, that's fine. There's so many greatest of all times. If T.O. wants to be number two, that's fine. But my main thing is it was all about the rings, the championship. That's why we play the game. So hats off to Jerry. <laughs> so you think Jerry's a goat? Well, I think Jerry is a gentleman on the field and off. He always has been. So, you know, if there's a guy that's going to show up in a suit and tie, properly dressed, and going to have the right thing to say, it's going to be Jerry Rice. So, I'm yeah, not I'm saying he was the greatest of all time. I mean, I think um, T.O., you know, I, I think he was um, – he played through uh, – was a, his last year was a pretty rough year. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he got injured a couple of times, and I think he played through, what, seven games with a – Messed up ankle, or say was he was um, he was in a bind there. But I do have to say that you know, same as you, growing up with uh, the Saints and the Cowboys. But Joe Montana and the Forty ers and Jerry Rice was always oh, on the yeah, TV. Yeah. yeah, they were always on the TV too. So I they mean, weren't any better. They weren't any better. <laughs> they were one B. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it, yeah. But, so. I have no love for for any of that. Um, I like I like I like that all three of them are squabbling and all three of them are Hall of Famers too. It's like it's like you're already yeah. in the Hall of Fame. So I mean, what are you fighting about? You know. Well, and the other thing, that, what makes it worse is is that Randy Moss was on the Vikings and those Viking teams with Dante Culpepper, they would pound the Saints. Oh, they they drummed the Saints several times. We had Aaron Brooks. Oh man, they drummed us several times up there in the old uh, the old dome, the old Metro Dome. Oh, it was brutal. Yes. So a lot, lot of scar tissue for those when you bring up those three names for Saints fans. LinkedIn user, Merry Christmas, guys! Merry Christmas, Kristen. You're the only one that has LinkedIn user. Yeah, yeah. So. What, can we talk about that for a second? Like, how how is she such a ninja that she comes on the live streams and no one knows who she is? It's pretty I impressive. Don't know. It's you know, does she have like a super she, account? She's she's the only one. She's the only one. Like it's it's next level stuff. And Did you so, call it a super admin account? So, I don't know. Super special, super admin, something. I don't know. She's got something. She's uh, got mad skills, sure. I suppose. I have to get up with her on the side and see what her settings look like. Because uh, if we turned all our settings on, would would our show be LinkedIn user overtime show? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, by LinkedIn. But Merry Christmas, Kristen. Thanks for coming along and checking the show out. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Kristen. Good to all see right. You. Moving on here to close to the end segment here, but I um I watched the finale of the Mandalorian, Ryan, and I must say I was uh, thoroughly entertained. You've wa- you've managed to put two full seasons of the Mandalorian behind you. Wow, look at you, Greg. Uh, it's two and it's oh oh the and, time commitment. It's so. Impossible. But I will. But I will. But I will say that. Out of the entire two seasons, there was only two animated characters in the entire two seasons. So, if we're if we're comparing real life to animation, <laughs> I, still, I still got you. I still got you. Oh, Greg, what do you do with your time to have two full seasons of The Mandalorian? Wow. Okay, hold on. You know, I don't what? know. I, no, 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 no. I thought about two this. full seasons. 
Yeah, I thought I watched them as they were coming out, man. Let me ask you this: You're when you're on a plane, what is your average flight time? I don't know. I'm asleep. No, 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 no. This average flight time on a plane? Are you are you flying like uh, two hour flights, ten hour flights? Well, I mean, uh, I usually do two hops, and that's probably nine, ten hours a piece. So twenty hours. Twenty hours. Okay. So twenty hours. If you just watched a couple Clone Wars sporadically. On your flights, you could have watched the seasons multiple times. They're like 20 minutes a pop. You can watch. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're going to watch seven seasons on one round trip service. I mean, it's not, it's not that big of a time commitment. Man, it's really tough after about three jacks, though. I mean, it just, there's no. <laughs> three jacks. It's really tough after three jacks. And I don't know. If I, put, uh, I don't know if I can fit seven seasons of the Clone Wars on my iPad. The first time I flew, uh, well, not the first time I flew international. The first time I flew, like, across Atlantic, uh, cross ocean international. So I've been to Central America. Um, but I went to Africa. And they come by with the uh, little, little cart with all the little miniatures you know and they go what do you want to drink i said well how much is the alcohol they said it's free i said whoa whoa (laughs) free (laughs) like how many she said how many you want (laughs) let's go (laughs) 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 and she's like well i'm only supposed to give you one at a time i said i won't tell she goes okay (laughs) so i got my two and i poured it and they came by like 10 minutes later i got two more you know for them things on an empty stomach you know, you take off yes. with it. It'll put you on down. <laughs> it will. It will. It'll put you it on down. And um, I mean, I took the um, a Cathay Pacific flight out of um, out of L.A. to I think it was Tokyo, and um, I think that was thirteen hours, fourteen hours. It's still been the longest flight that I took. And um, I went to sleep, woke up, drank, got drunk, went to sleep, woke up, drank, got drunk, went to sleep, woke up. I mean, multiple, multiple times throughout that entire flight. But I mean, yeah. Flight? Huh? 13 is your longest? Really? Uh, I think it was 14. 14. But it was wow. Yeah. Okay. I got pretty, you. That's pretty long. You got I me got beat? You. Yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta to Johannesburg. It's like 16 hours, 17 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never made the, I've never made the run to Johannesburg. I always, oh, always well. went to. I always went to Paris and then came down. So yeah, don't do it. That's it's brutal. It's brutal. I don't no, there's, no, there's absolutely no reason to do it there. I think they're out of water. Or I mean, maybe they got water back now, but oh, back bad. last year they didn't even have any water. So much less ice. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about the Mandalorian single finale. Right. Glad you could squeeze so, that in for episode Did eight, you? chapter sixteen. <laughs> just if anybody wants to know, this is going to be a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert is coming up. So if you don't want to watch the last part of the show, then please go watch the last episode of Mandalorian season two. So there was a two minute post credit scene, right? What do you think about the two minute post credit scene? You know, I'm curious where they're going to go with that. I'm, 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 I'm torn. I'm excited, but I'm not, I'm nervous because Boba took over Jabba the Hutt's palace, but so just for context, the 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 post credit scene is Boba Fett and Fennec Shan return to Tatooine mm-hmm. for the for the audience. So 
And if anyone can remember, this was Jabba the Hutt's palace from Star Wars Trilogy. And um, after Jabba met his uh, death from Leia there being strangled by a chain, yeah. his associate, Mr. Twi'lek, Bib Fortuna. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a pretty cool name. Took mm-hmm. over running the place. So the scene has Shan he, coming he into was, the place. Also, um, he wasn't wearing North yeah. Face clothing either. He's he's swollen up a little bit too. No, no, that's right. He didn't. He, he does not wear North Face clothing at all. He's swollen up. So, but the end the end scene is very dramatic. It's great music. That's a great end shot. Mm-hmm. So back to back to your thought, Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they they take over, but um, I I don't know. You know, when Jabba was running Jabba's palace. Um, you know, he would pay the bounty hunters to go do the work. So, with Boba in charge, are there is he going to be the going and doing the work that he would have done if Jabba was in charge? Is he going to change it up? Will there be a bunch of bounty hunters? I got questions about what are we actually what are we seeing? Will Boba be the main focus here? Because if 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 Jabba was the was the head dog, you know, you could have episodes with Boba going out and then reporting back to Jabba. Um, but now it's it's reversed. I don't know how they're going to play that out. That's that's kind of my question: is what are we actually? Well, the timing, at? yeah. I mean, the timing here that they that they threw in here was obviously after Leia took Boba Fett. I mean, uh, Leia took Jabba out. Right. But um, right. but you should Jabba. If this was yeah, yeah Jabba, Jabba threw Jabba threw Boba in the pit there, right? And he yeah he was able to get out, but um, without his armor, by the way. But but um, I think uh, you're on to something there with the. Um, the group of bounty hunters, because what they're saying was that um, was talking about uh, possibly setting up. Uh, yeah, the New Republic, meanwhile, still weak and struggling to rebuild after the fall of the Empire, and is therefore in no position to bring the Outer Rim to heal. Boa Fett could use his newfound power to take control of his own corner of the galaxy, which would certainly fit in him taking the seat on the palace's throne. All hell, King Fett. <laughs> so, I think it's going to be a bunch of bounty hunters out there, man. I think so, too. I think so, too. I'm curious to see what happens with it. So, Where does our boy fit into that? Does he go to work for Boba now? I mean... Uh, that's a good question. I haven't thought about that. Will he work for Boba? That's a really good question. That's the best question... Because- You've asked me in four episodes. I'm really gonna think about that now. That's that's other than why you watch seven animated up, seasons Greg. of a show. <laughs> Shut up, Greg. God. You know, you and so what 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 needs to happen is is we have overtime. You and Ben should have like pregame where you two just get in there and work on tuning me up because <laughs> I think y'all do it already. I think we would I, I think we would run out of material before we actually got to the show. Oh gracious. But I'm really, um, I'm really looking forward to it. But with saying that, <clears throat> I mean, again, this when it ended, you know, the, um, the screen rolls completely black and it goes into the book of Boba Fett coming December 2021. Mm-hmm. You understand that's a, a whole another year away without Long Mandalorian or Boba Fett as far as that goes. So. <clears throat> You know, when you do the type of work that I do, and I know that I, I, I get it, not everybody, you know, travels that much, but we run out of stuff to watch, man. So this stuff like this is like brings you brings you back home, you know. So no, 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 I really no, appreciate no. it. 
No, you, you you got seven seasons of the Clone Wars to watch. Well, I mean, how many okay. episodes was in a season? Is Teen Titans again? Is that what we got? Teen Titans? No, I mean, Teen Titans was on, was only one one episode of the movie. But anyway, it was a, it was like an hour, and it was between the old Teen Titans and the new Teen Titans. So it only it didn't last long, but it was actually quite good. How long is the season? How many episodes is in the season? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm Clone Wars. Good. I don't know, 15, 20. I don't know. I have no idea. I really I mean, don't. I can look. No, I mean, it's only that's only six hours per season. So, I mean, if you right. go seven, so you I mean, that's 46 hours. So 46 hours, you know, if if I did two, if I flew for 48 hours, I could catch up all six. All, yeah. So, Ryan, I'm just saying that, you know, out of seven seasons, what do you find better here? Do you find Mandalorian? Better than the Clone Wars? Uh, there's 22 episodes in season one of the Clone Wars. Um, and they're 20 and they're 20 minutes apiece. They are, I think they're 20 minutes apiece, 23 minutes apiece, something like that. I don't know. I hadn't watched them. I hadn't, you know, I don't listen. I just enjoy the content, Greg. I just enjoy it. I don't just sit here and make fun of people for enjoying stuff. I just, oh, listen, I, just, I haven't, I haven't laughed <laughs> in the last five or ten seconds. <laughs> Yeah, they're about twenty-two minutes according to IMDb. Um, oh. Clone Wars, the Clone Wars series is my favorite Star Wars thing there is. There are some really bad episodes, but it's my favorite stuff. I think I think Mandalorian is sixteen. I mean, episodes. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna have to quote you. And you're gonna say they're kind of for kids. The whole George Lucas said the whole Star Wars is for kids. That's his whole. But anyways, um, there are some for kids. There definitely are C-3PO side missions. If you're like, shoot me now. Um, I think Mandalorian, what? huh? There's some C3PO side missions. Yeah, there's like a one, there's like a two, three part series where C3PO and R2D2 go and look for something. It's like, oh, okay, this is not good. Uh, but there's some really good ones. Um, no, I love the Clone Wars. I don't care what you say. I'm looking forward to the Bad Batch too. As far as the Mandalorian goes, 16 episodes. I, let me put, let me put so the the penultimate episode this season where they go with Mayfield and they go to find, um, they're trying to find Moff Gideon's ship and all this stuff, right? That episode is good. It's fine. It has really no place in the in the show, though. Like it, it maybe it should be the second or third episode of the season. The next last episode of the season, it was about Mayfield and his disdain for the Empire and all this other stuff. Like the Mandalorian does stuff like that that I find to be, um, it's a good episode, but it, it you know, kind of, it's kind of, I don't say boring. It's out of place. They do stuff that there's some of them that aren't very good in the, in the first season. Uh, and they do stuff that's kind of out of place. So I think the Mandalorian is good. I enjoy it. The second season better than the first, but I don't think it's the greatest Star Wars ever made either. No, I mean it was. You know, there's there's some good things and some bad things in there about it. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's not seven seasons of an anime. <laughs> Never gonna live it down. Never. Right. We are gonna have a little slideshow here to end off. Oh, good Lord. Here, uh, here comes Samuels. Here he goes. To end off um, the season of Mandalorian. Look at the comments, Greg, so you know. Hey. Yep. Yep, there he is. He come, Like, did you text him? Like, hey, now's the time. Pop in. Oh, gosh. Uh, unfortunately, there was no text, but I can... Um, I hear what you're saying. Ben. Seven seasons, my friend. Cartoons. 
But we are going to move on here. So, Boba Fett, gone till December 2021. We are going to share his vacation photos. Here we go. He is now... I'm sorry, Mr. Surrender. You have an arbitration matter? Probably not on this call. Send us a send me an inbox. Thank you. <laughs> so here is Boba taking care of his uh, plane tickets. He's gonna have a hard um, time getting the GSA. I'm just saying. He is definitely. He uh, he stopped and um, approved. Took care of this uh, accordion for this uh, new newlywed couple here. So, um, yeah, he also got him a tan. Um, he took a little bit of cruise on a cruise ship. Um, and he also took a little uh, wild excavation here. I think that's a yak. That is, I'm about to say, what is that? That's a yak? <laughs> I think that's a yak. <laughs> Boba's got a good... Anyone just, anyone just tuning in, this is Boba. Boba's back. So <laughs> He must have given this this uh, fellow here this uh, Jeep hoodie. I meant this uh, Jeep Uh had to just wear in here. But um yeah. So this is Bobo on vacation. Here we go. I won't He doesn't really he doesn't really stick out very much, does he? He doesn't yeah. Yeah. I wanna uh I want He looks uh, sharp though. Yeah I want his job. That's what I want. Yeah, he looks sharp. I could fly around the world. I could watch more Clone Wars. He probably has them on a hard drive in his pocket. Bro, he's watched them all. Let me tell you something, twice. But if anybody wants to go check these out, they're at uh, Miss Denise Hugh Photography website there. Um, looks like you can uh, just Google the name there. Miss, uh, It's D-E-N-I-C-E-H-O-U-G-H Photography. And um, you can go check out Mr. Uh, Boba Fett's vacation pictures there. Cheers to Mr. Fett for uh, traveling. That's a goat, man. <laughs> uh, hey man, that's a goat with uh, is that piercings or what? Is that? It's um, yeah, interesting. He must have ended up somewhere in um, I think this looks like is this Korea? You got me. Some kind of festival here. It's a yak and a goat dressed up. So anyway, yeah, he's um, he's not meeting his uh. OSHA requirement to shave with that mask on. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, he's going around the world there after his uh, season of Mandalorian. Uh, well, Greg, curious, big plans for Christmas? <clears throat> I won't be watching Clone Wars, but um, <laughs> I do have an invitation to. Um, <laughs> Not watch Clone Wars, but I do have an invitation to um, to go have uh, dinner at uh, co-worker's place, so I'm going to go take them up on the offer. Jack and Coke on the rocks? Um, actually, well, I'm going to be bringing my own. It's not uh, typical strategy here. Typically, they like to hear too, but um, yeah, I'm going um, to have something like that. What about you guys? Uh, we're staying right here. I mean, this is the home office, so we'll be... Right in there, so not going anywhere and taking it easy. We we have a tradition uh, where we go eat Taco Bell on Christmas Eve night. It's a weird one, I know it. 
But uh, so we'll probably go eat Taco Bell tonight and then uh, hang at the house tomorrow. Taco Bell is a Christmas Eve tradition. It listen, bro. Don't don't judge. The kids love. No, it. no, no. I'm not. I'm not. No, no. You I'm you not are, judging. You I would. You are. I would. I was going to actually appreciate. Yeah, Clone Wars joke, Taco Bell joke, Ben Sanders with the Burger King line. It's here it comes. Well, here it comes. Ben said that. I didn't say that, but I was going to say that if I was there, then Taco Bell would be completely fine. I would do a Taco Bell man. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Now that I mean, Daniel's <laughs> here, it's time to wrap this thing up. Here comes the tag. Where is Kramer? <laughs> oh gosh. It's not in Dallas Fort Worth because Ben doesn't understand normal human English, but whatever. Uh, it's no, it's not. And I mean, Dallas Fort Worth is actually two places. So anyway, it's not Dallas Fort Worth. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm sorry. Whoever disagrees, it's okay. Yeah. So. But to everybody out there, this has been episode, what is this, Ryan? Episode four now. Yeah. That's a whole month we've been doing this, man. Yeah. It's been a month. Wow. Great. You could have watched all the Clone Wars by now. But cool. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, no comment. I'm going to insert comment and leave it blank. Insert a blank comment. Fill it in, everybody. So, Mary, what? China. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's good. That's good. But I will say this. I will go ahead and put my uh, Christmas in for the comments for everybody. Oh. All right, everybody, that's a uh, Merry Christmas from myself here with Wrigglings. So, um, Ryan, you're going to say Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. Be back next New Year's Eve, right? Absolutely. Is it going to be on New Year's Eve? Yeah. Christmas and New wow. Year's the same day, just, just a week apart. That's uh, that's perfect. It's, yeah. it's not very often you get to uh, do uh, do a show with a guy that's watched seven seasons of an animated series. So, um, <laughs> All right. Oh my gracious. And the movie too, but whatever. <laughs> All right, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you next week. Bye guys. Bye. You've been watching Overtime. A live series brought to you by Rick Links and War Room Media. Your hosts have been Greg Williams and Ryan Ray. For sponsorship opportunities, send us an email at info at Tune in next Thursday at 10 a.m. CST for another live episode.